believe every person has a right to basic knowledge of how to optimize their mind, body, and spirit. Here, I bring to you influential individuals and ideas to help you live a more healthy, fulfilling life. I'm Julie Fouché, and I'd like to welcome you to Pursuing Health. Hello, and welcome back to Pursuing Health. This is episode number 24, and here I visit the Arasi Rehab Center's headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, where I speak with two of the very first Arasi doctors, Dr. Jason Garrett and Dr. Ty Nickelberry. I've gotten to know Arasi over the past couple of years as they've provided services for athletes at the CrossFit Regional and Games competitions, and I've also been por- fortunate to partner with them as a sponsored athlete for the past year. What I like most about Arasi is that they're using evidence-based therapy for soft tissue injury, standardizing its delivery, and making it widely available and easily accessible to patients and providers. In our current healthcare system, we don't often have great solutions for aches and pains other than medications or surgeries. And rather than simply masking pain, Arasi helps to actually identify its root cause and then provide effective treatment. I also love that they've tracked their outcomes from over a million patient visits, and they show timely resolution of pain and injuries, as well as significant savings of unnecessary surgeries, procedures, as well as cost savings. A little bit of background about Arasti. It was first founded in 2004, and Ty Nickelberry was the very first provider who we'll talk to today. Following that time, Arasti quickly expanded across the state of Texas, and then began to partner with local primary care physicians. In 2014, Arasi's partnership with CrossFit began as they were named the head of athlete services for the CrossFit Games. And by this past fall of 2015, they now have well over 150 practices spanning across Texas, as well as Virginia, Ohio, Illinois, and Washington. And they've reached a milestone of a million patient visits. Arasi has even been voted one of the best places to work in San Antonio multiple years in a row, as well as one of the fastest growing companies in the United States by Inc. Magazine. A little bit of background about the doctors who I'll be talking to today. Doctors Garrett and Nickelberry both graduated from Texas Chiropractic College, and they came on as two of the first Arasi doctors, where they helped to develop multiple practices, as well as some of the training programs for new providers. Dr. Garrett now serves as the Managing Vice President for Clinical Development at Arasti, where he trains new providers and he also educates physicians from family practitioners to orthopedic surgeons about Arasti's role. Dr. Nickelberry currently serves as the Vice President of Clinical Operations as well as the Director of Provider Recruitment at Arasti. In this episode, we sat down to discuss what brought them to Arasti, how the company has grown and evolved over the years, the role Arasti plays in the greater healthcare system, its evidence-based methodology and outcomes, and relationship with CrossFit. We also talk about some of their best advice for preventing and treating soft tissue injuries, whether you're a competitive athlete or whether you're training for health and longevity. We have a lot to cover in this episode, but before we get started, I have a few quick reminders. First, if you're enjoying the podcast, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and consider giving it a five-star rating. Also, you can head to my website, juliefouché.com, where you can enter your email to stay in the loop with the podcast and everything else I'm doing with my bi-weekly newsletter. 
I'm also always looking for inspiring stories to share. So if you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send your story to me at info at juliefouché.com and I'll select some to, to share on future episodes. If you're interested in training with me, check out my program through Beyond the Whiteboard. This is the actual training I do now five days per week, one hour per day, scheduled out for you minute by minute from warm up to cool down. For more info or to try out the program yourself, visit beyondthewhiteboard.com slash Fouché. So with that, let's get started here on Pursuing Health with episode number 24, with doctors Jason Garrett and Ty Nickelberry of Arosti Rehab Centers. Welcome back to Pursuing Health. I am here at Arosti Rehab Centers in San Antonio at their headquarters with Ty and Jason, who are two of the first Arosti doctors, from my understanding. Um, so I thought maybe we could start out and just talk about your background, your personal backgrounds, maybe athletic, and then how you got into what you do in the first place, even maybe before you started at Arosti. Sure. All right. I say we start with Ty since he was the first doctor at Arosti. All right. Um, well, athletic background, I was a basketball player in college. Okay. Um, and played all, you know, all four years. Uh, when I got to, uh, chiral school, I knew I wanted to do something in sports and I, I had a lot of options, you know, and I actually, you know, thinking about chiral school or, or med school or different types of schools, I knew that chiral school offered me the best opportunity to kind of do it how I wanted, mm-hmm. which I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do in the beginning. Um, got out, really wanted to get the focus of uh, sports going. I uh, had a little bit of a traction issue from the standpoint of making it happen the way I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Um, got lucky, found a Rosti at the time when they started, you know, the big uh, – thing that, that got me in the beginning was the vision and understanding that this is a good way to change injuries and make a huge impact uh, very quickly. Um, but the big elephant in the room was, could you do it? Mm-hmm. And it took me about a day to really see it happening. And I realized that we're on to something big. And so we just kind of put our head down and made it happen at that point. Yeah. Cool. And a somewhat similar story. I grew up playing pretty much every sport mm-hmm. and I was, I was okay at soccer. So I played soccer in college and then I played for a couple of years uh, professionally before I had a career-ending in- injury. Okay at soccer, just <laughs> a few professional years. <laughs> well, relative. <laughs> um, and then I got hurt, so I was going to go to physical therapy school. I had a biology degree, mm-hmm. and I met a chiropractor, and he said, well, you can do all that same rehab, but you don't have to have a referral. So mm-hmm. You can actually dictate care and, and manage the patient yourself. And so never been to a chiropractor in my life. said, that sounds like a pretty good idea. Mm-hmm. Went to school, uh, got through school, started doing stuff kind of similar to what a Rusty is, but not nearly as effective. Mm-hmm. I thought it was. I thought I was the best guy in town. I had a bit of an ego back then, <laughs> um, which I was humbled quickly when I walked into this gym and I uh, walked in and said, hey, to the coaches, if you got any athletes that have this and that, I can fix them. And they said, well, we got this Rusty guy in here. People come in on crutches. Their ankle looks like an eggplant. It's black and blue and swollen. An hour later, he has not running down the track. Okay, can you do that? <laughs> And I said, nope, I can't do that. <laughs> and so it was really humbling, good, mm-hmm. good, in a good way. And it drove me crazy that somebody else could do this with their hands, mm-hmm. and I couldn't. And so then I, I started researching the company, uh, met with the owner, called him up. He said, yeah, we're hiring right now. You'd be a real good fit. Come meet with us. And I was like, I don't want to work for you guys. Just just teach me what you do. <laughs> Can I learn this? They're like, no, no, here's a contract. Talk to your wife. <laughs> I was like, who are these you people? You want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I made probably at the time with the information in front of me the dumbest 
career move in my life because the company had three people. It was massively in debt. It was going the wrong direction. No payroll. There was no possible way this thing was going to be successful. <laughs> in hindsight, it's the best decision I ever made in my life from a career standpoint. Um, but if I knew, if I had any experience business-wise, I would have walked away, run away as quickly as I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the treatment model really is what has made this thing as, as uh, amazing as it is. And it's allowed us to now actually have a real company with 450 employees and and an actual payroll and a building and HR and all the other things that companies have. And, and now we can make an impact on, I think we treated over a million patients. We hit a million mark a little earlier last year. Uh, the last Since 2008, we've treated 350,000 cases and wow. so with an average of about 3.1 visits for per injury with a 89% resolution rate, It's which is pretty good, I think. Yeah, some of that. <laughs> I want to talk more about that data too, because I think that's another unique thing about all the data that you have been collecting for so long. Um, and what that says about what you're able to do. But maybe just for people who aren't familiar, we could talk a little bit about that treatment model that you're talking about because it is pretty unique and it's something that um, I think one of the the coolest things I think about Arosti is that no matter where you go, you know you're going to get the same treatment everywhere. Everyone's been through the same training. So maybe you can talk a little bit about that and why you think it works so well or why it's so unique. Yeah, it really starts with our clinical pathways, and that really starts with recruiting and vetting and the hiring process. So we eliminate about 90% of applicants just based on resume and interview process. Um, people that don't have a passion for really doing this, if you just want a job and you want to make some money treating people, this is not the place for you. We need people that are really passionate about fixing injuries mm-hmm. and making a big impact as quickly as possible. So once they get through that process, which takes about four to six months for the interview process, a lot of hurdles, a lot of things to jump through bring them in here. We house them, put them up for six weeks, a minimum of six weeks where we train them through our entire clinical pathways. And mm-hmm. it's really just the two most evidence-based treatment treatment modalities for soft tissue injuries. It's mm-hmm. it's manual therapy delivered by an expert in soft tissue mm-hmm. and active care immediately afterwards. Those two things make the biggest impact, which is why we can do what we do so well. It's not really that we do anything unique or special or different. We just have really good people driven to, to deliver an amazing impact. Mm-hmm. And then once they're hired here, we all keep each other accountable in a very disciplined environment because nobody, the majority of the providers we hire are athletes mm-hmm. or have a former competitive background in something, and nobody wants to be the one bringing the average down. <laughs> so it's like, oh, what are you at right now? You're at 2.7? Oh, man, I got to get better. I'm at 3.4. <laughs> and so it's just that right. constant that environment of discipline and really driving people to be great. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think that's so powerful. And that's the same thing that we see all the time in, in CrossFit. When you're working out with someone else, you're probably going to do better or push a little bit harder, even though it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and you feel like, oh, man, I wish I could just relax here for a little bit. But in the end, it makes you so much better. So yeah. I think that's one of the reasons the relationship is so strong. I mean, we, we really do have like-minded philosophies in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you talked a little bit about how far you've grown since you both um, started here. Um, but you also have really entered into CrossFit, I think, from an early mm-hmm. from an early point. So you've been involved in the athlete services for a few years now um, and then just recently announced another big sort of aspect to your partnership. So maybe you could talk a little bit about the partnership with CrossFit and how that CrossFit plays a role in what you do. Yeah, so I think we really started getting serious with CrossFit. One of our doctors, another one of our founder doctors who's actually traveling right now, uh, he used to be a little bit overweight, Mm -hmm. and suddenly he started getting in incredible shape, and we're like, what are you doing? His Mm -hmm. his quads are getting huge. (laughs) Just like, he's got a six-pack now. you got to go to CrossFit. (laughs) He used to have, he was one of those guys, and he'll hate hearing this, um, but it looked like a a package of hot dogs on the back of his neck. (laughs) And he went from like that six months later to having a six-pack. We're like, what are you doing? 
So then several other people started doing CrossFit in the company, and then we got involved in the sectionals back when they had sectionals. Okay. Um, literally throwing all of our stuff into like a CRV, Honda, all the foam rollers, all the equipment, mm-hmm. loading it up, driving it to where the regionals were. And then we, we did a pretty good job organizing that, then moved into the regionals where they were in Houston and San Antonio. And CrossFit didn't really know what we were doing. They were just hearing really good things from the athletes. Mm-hmm. And they realized that from the athlete service standpoint, because we, yes, we're all volunteering, but we're all part of the same group. Mm-hmm. So we hold each other accountable. A lot of times volunteer groups, they drop the ball here and there because it's just there's no accountability mm-hmm. except for getting a free pass for the weekend. Mm-hmm. We hold each other accountable because if someone screws up, that's a that's going to look bad for us. And so everyone works really hard. And suddenly they see this structure where athletes are getting treated very efficiently. They didn't even know about the outcome. Mm-hmm. So then they asked us, I think it was four or five years ago, I think five years, this, it'll be five years this year, can you guys come out and run the games, athlete services part? It was me and Chris and, and Ty and a few other people. It was literally on a Skeleton Saturday crew. Yeah, they mm-hmm. said, can you come out Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Yeah, sure. They called us on, on Friday. Can you fly out tomorrow? <laughs> I'm like, uh, I guess so. Okay. <laughs> so we'll we go out there. We organize it. We do a good job. We were literally carrying water pallets and mm-hmm. all. Like we were doing everything between treating wow. as like the regular volunteers. But but they saw the opportunity. Then they some of them got treated, like Dave Castro and some of the other guys got treated. They're like, wow, this is really this is pretty awesome. This works. And even yeah. uh, and then even Greg Glassman came in. And he goes, this is exactly what our athletes need. And, mm-hmm. You know, he's he's pretty passionate and he's you know, extraordinarily outside the box thinking. And he just mm-hmm. realized this is something that's that's really impactful. So year over year, we've just gotten a, a stronger relationship, very organically grown. It wasn't like we sponsored anything and put a lot of money into it. It was just the more experience we got at running events, the more CrossFit was like, hey, can you guys just take all the athlete services mm-hmm. so we don't have to worry about that? Uh, can you do all of them worldwide when they were 18? We're like, no, we don't, we're not quite that big yet. <laughs> um, but we'll do four, mm-hmm. and then we'll do five, and then next year we'll do six. So we'll do all of the North American, all the U.S. ones, and then probably eventually worldwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully worldwide that'd be a pretty fun trip for some of us to go on but that's what it was it was just it's just a really good experience for the athletes uh, making sure that nobody's dropping the ball that CrossFit can literally hand over that part and not have to worry about it that's Mm -hmm. what they I think their biggest value early on and then it was like oh wow you guys really fix people fast and this is great for the athletes Mm -hmm. and I know we've appreciated it as athletes and having especially uh, myself even last year I was able to work with um practitioner in Ohio leading up to the competition season and so that helped as well and then at the games you know you're always going to get reliable treatment something you can count on so so we've appreciated it a lot well we can feel that appreciation too I mean I I remember the first few years it was like who are you guys what what do you kind of do and then it's now you know if we go out to set up early it's like guys Mm -hmm. I mean teams like just getting ready to mm-hmm. come and see us as soon as I mean we're, we're not even set up yet and they're like hey can we get in now right so and it's something that when you're looking for someone to work on your body and you're training for this big event or whether you're, whether you're just working out to stay in shape you're really protective and you want to make sure that you are going to get something that's really helpful and I think for a lot of people that's hard to find and I know even myself, when I lived in Michigan, I had found a really great body worker, and then I had to move to Cleveland, and I've tried, you know, I tried so many people around the area, and no one was quite as good or quite what I wanted, um, and so it's hard to find, but I think the fact that Arasi is now expanding, even across the country, and you know if you go to someone with that name or in that company, you know you're going to get treatment that you can count on. It's really powerful. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um. Okay, so let's maybe we could talk a little bit more about the outcomes because I think that's one of the other really interesting things. And I was looking at your website this week about some of the outcomes that you have been tracking for a while. 
um, from patients and then the different conditions and even going as far to look at different surgeries or other treatments that you've prevented and costs that you've been saving um, through your treatment. So maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so in, in 2008, <clears throat> we actually started tracking every single one of our patient outcomes. So getting a discharge survey on every single patient, mm-hmm. which isn't easy, and especially in healthcare, a lot of times people drop off the schedule here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because we're so quick in general, uh, most patients really get excited about filling it out and being done with treatment and being done with care. That was really good, but it was still patient reported. So there was a lot of subjectivity to it. And mm-hmm. people could look at it and go, well, you know, from a HIPAA standpoint, we can't audit your records. So we don't know if those are actually real because okay. you guys control it all. Right. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so a few years ago, we commissioned a, a study by a company called Compass, which is just pure data collection. All they do is analyze data and they look at over a two year period. Mm-hmm. If somebody based on their tax ID number, their social security number, uh, goes and sees an Arosti provider, goes and sees any other healthcare provider, period. How does that look over two years on their total healthcare spend? Whether, okay. you know, so if, for example, if, if you came to see Ty and he fixed your low back in two visits, mm-hmm. and then 18 months later you went skydiving and you had a terrible accident, multiple disc herniations, had a surgery, because they take out any of the opinion on that stuff, you fall in that two-year window, it's still a low back injury, that would count against him. Mm-hmm. But you get a big enough data set, and at the time, I think we had around three or 400,000 cases mm-hmm. between Arosti and all others just in Texas alone. Uh, it showed that we are by far the most efficient and effective at treating these conditions across all other providers. So yeah. not only fixing them in three visits, but also over a two-year pre- period, we're by far the least expensive, and we prevent a lot of surgeries, injections, mm-hmm. MRIs, uh, the unnecessary ones. We definitely were totally in favor of all the necessary interventional mm-hmm. stuff uh, when it's needed, but a lot of times it's not. And then last year... We commissioned another company, which is the gold standard, the highest level of data analytics you can possibly have called Milliman. Um, and they ran our data again, and it looks just as good, if not better. And they really mm-hmm. put some filters on it to make it very challenging for anybody to ever come in and say, well, you guys are cherry picking or, or those must be easy cases. Nope. It's apples to apples. It's pure, you know, based on diagnosis code and body region. Mm-hmm. And we're still coming out way ahead. So wow. it's, it's pretty exciting. That's incredible. Especially now in healthcare, all we're hearing about, it seems like is value-based care, cost savings, um, patient satisfaction are some of the, I feel like the keywords that I'm hearing. Accountable even. care. Yeah, accountable care. And so to have that data already there to show is is really huge. I think one of the good things about it for us is we, we were always capturing this information. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, from the very beginning, I mean, you know, we we test, treat, retest. We're, we're trying to figure out exactly what's going on with the patient in regards to before they came in to see us, what's kind of happening after. It just, the sophistication came when the engagement started with these carriers and, and corporations and really trying to figure out the information that they want. And mm-hmm. it was really just more of us putting together what we were already doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I know you, especially here in Texas, but are really working with a lot of the other healthcare professionals in the community um, to educate them on what you do and what role you can play in healthcare, um, which to me is really interesting as I'm you know, eventually going to go into family medicine. And so a lot of the patients that you see come in with little aches or pains, things that you don't necessarily need to go to surgery to, but in a traditional family care practice, you often don't have a lot to offer people other than you know, controlling their pain with medicine. Mm-hmm. So how have you tried to work with some of the other community doctors or even the surgeons in the area? Um, that's been a long process because it, it takes a lot of patient outcomes and people going to tell those doctors over and over and over mm-hmm. before they finally start to look at it. Because everyone has, everyone has anecdotal things. Oh, I went to my right. X, Y, and Z provider and they fixed my this. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. But when they start hearing it over and over and over, it becomes a little bit hard to avoid. Uh, we partnered with family practice providers probably 
six or eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And now we're in, I think, around 150, 160 of those locations. And the past year, we've really worked hard with orthopedic surgeons and spine surgeons, so okay. both the neuro, the ortho. Um, and we have what's called our Spine Ortho Collaborative. So now we're, because we work with really large employers and hospital systems, and they want to control their costs, what they do is they put us in a position to be the filter, kind of the gatekeeper, mm. to prevent things that may need surgery or may not. And we're actually the ones vetting those. And so we've partnered with orthopedic and, and spine surgical groups around Texas and, mm-hmm. and starting in Ohio and, and Virginia pretty soon as well, where we actually, they want us seeing their patients first. Because most surgeons in general don't want to see a patient that doesn't need surgery. Right. It's, it's a waste of their time. Mm-hmm. It's not the best use of their skill set. If someone comes to see us and we can't impact them, if we think they need surgery, now suddenly, instead of seeing 25 patients a day where two need surgery, they're seeing 10 or 15 that need surgery a day directly from us. They're actually mm-hmm. getting more surgeries and we're preventing surgeries. So it, it sounds counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. It sounds kind of impossible. But when employers can filter all of their patients that that have symptoms that are musculoskeletal in nature to one provider that's really efficient and effective, they know that those that need surgery will get expedited for that. So surgeons love that because initially they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa you're going to prevent Take surgeries. All of our patients, we right? don't want that. But no, actually <laughs> we're going to increase your surgeries and it's going to be people you want to do surgery on. That's right. going to have a great outcome. A better outcome. That's yeah. very It's been true. a long process and you know, we're still working with it, but mm-hmm. we've partnered with hospital systems, carriers, employers, and, and now these, these spine ortho groups. Wow. So as a patient or as someone who maybe they're working out and they start to have a little ache or pain how do they enter into the system well we don't need a referral so it's direct access if somebody we are with all the major carriers so you know Cigna Humana UHC Aetna Blue Cross Blue Shield etc if it's a pain or dysfunction that's limiting something they want to do in their life if it's keeping them from doing workouts if it's keeping them from sleeping Mm -hmm. if it's affecting the way they their relationships with their children they can't get down in the ground and kneel that's the ideal candidate for us. And so if, if it's none of those things, if it's something you just kind of rest for a couple of days and feel mm-hmm. okay, it's probably not the best idea to come see us. But if it's really inf- affecting any part of your life from a quality of life standpoint, mm-hmm. we're the ideal place for you. Okay. Okay. And so they could ideally come straight to an Arasi provider, get an evaluation. And I know you spend a significant amount of time with patients. Um, and then from there, if they don't see improvement, then they would be referred on to maybe an uh, orthopedic mm-hmm. surgeon or, or family practice or family practice or sports medicine doctors. Yeah, there's a lot like of things that. that come in that they look like musculoskeletal, but in mm-hmm. reality it's, it's coming from organic and mm-hmm. you can have right shoulder blade pain that's coming from your gallbladder, mm-hmm. et cetera. There's lots of different things that mimic those kind of pains. You can have a frozen shoulder for a pre, uh, someone who's pre, uh, pre-diabetic, mm-hmm. which we can't fix that. So we send it right to the, the family And I think practice. one of the things that's really good for our providers and, and for our patients is that our treatment is diagnostic in nature. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to find out very efficiently and very quickly if we're the right option for them, because, you know, I, it's a, it's a, sad lonely feeling when you're working on someone you mm-hmm. really kind of have to feel like well after about 10 visits maybe i'll know what's going on but mm-hmm. you know visit or two with us uh if you're not getting improvement we probably know something else is going on at least we have a pretty strong suspicion of that mm-hmm. and it looks really good in the medical community in the fact that we're making these referrals efficiently solid notes to go along with it you mm-hmm. know what our suspicions uh, may be and so it helps to develop relationships outside of that great and it works both ways, too. So if someone comes into their family practice mm-hmm. and they say, okay, this doesn't seem like it's any organic cause. It seems musculoskeletal. They can then refer over to you guys. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, and most, I mean, and you, you, I'm sure mm-hmm. you know this in, in your field, but, uh, you know, general practice guys, they want peace of mind. They mm-hmm. want to know when they make a referral that, okay, it's going to be nice and efficient. And, right. And so being on both sides of where we're referring out and them also referring to us, I think they're seeing the quality that they're looking for. 
Fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right. Well, I think I want to end with three questions I ask everyone on the podcast. So <laughs> I don't know if you've heard them before, but the first one is three things that you do on a daily basis that you think have the biggest overall positive impact on your health. So have to be things that you do in real life that you're consistent with, but you think those are sort of the big things that have the biggest impact. Uh, definitely working out. Okay. Work out several days a week, so that makes a big impact. And are, do, do you both do CrossFit, or do you? what do you do to work out? Yeah, I'm more of a garage CrossFit guy. Awesome. And then I bounce around quite a bit, so okay. I'll, I'll go to different boxes around town, so I'm, I'm probably not the most loyal. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff and I do something. You, know, you don't know if you met Jeff Lippman. We do something called Twad Fit. We do a couple of uh, workouts a day. Got Actually, it. <laughs> not really. <laughs> uh, Ty Blue is Achilles out a couple of years yeah. ago, so he's, he's been limited. He hasn't requ- responded quite as quickly as you have. Yeah, um, you're... That's yeah. pretty Most amazing. people aren't climbing the leaderboard nine months after, <laughs> ten months, whatever it is yeah. after surgery. That's I feel very good, amazing. but comparatively, yeah. That's, yeah. Really, that's well, really good. There hasn't been any running in the open yet, so yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so that, if I ever do have an ache or pain, I get it treated right away because the earlier you get on it, the better it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fish oil and coconut oil are kind of my, my big oh, other things. I like it. I mean, I, I mean, it's funny you said I concur with that part, too. I mean, if you got something going on, you got to get, get it taken care mm-hmm. of now. And as providers – we're the worst at that. You know, mm-hmm. like we, we don't t- technically practice what we preach as far as, you know, we tell a patient, hey, if you get the X, Y, or Z, make sure you come back in. And so we're just, mm-hmm. you know, creatures of habit in that way. Uh, but when you can, it's always like, why did I wait so long? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, diet, you know, the the right supplements. I mean, I think the fish oils are tremendously uh, good. But just, to, you know, moderation, keeping a good base mm-hmm. of everything you're doing. Just don't go overboard. It's really the keys for me. Absolutely. Along that same note, what do you think would be your best recommendations for maybe your average CrossFitter or someone who's working out to stay healthy as far as listening to their body or what they can do to prevent injuries in the first place or to nip them into the bud really early? I think having a really good coach that can identify any any movement dysfunction you have Mm -hmm. and then modifying your workouts because very few people are like you and Christy and others that move really really well and can move really well with high weights and high intensity mm-hmm. most people have to take years and years to develop that range of motion because they've for whatever reason you know life school driving everything else in between you've lost your shoulder range of motion you've lost your hip range of motion your ankle range of motion mm-hmm. and when that happens and you put a load on it in a dysfunctional movement it's going to cause some irritation tendonitis and you mm-hmm. know some other things may happen so having that's why it's so important, I think, to be in a, a box with coaches that can really identify all those things and mm-hmm. modify for you until you're ready for it. Mm-hmm. And also for, for the newer CrossFitter, especially if you have an athletic background, you know, I found this out the hard way. I thought I was in pretty good shape. And then the first time I did CrossFit, I don't think I could move for a week because I was <laughs> trying to keep up with these two women in the right. class that were just destroying <laughs> me. And it was all body weight stuff. So right. there's, there's no reason why I shouldn't have been able to keep up. Um, they've been doing CrossFit for a long time. They were very, very good. I wasn't anywhere near keeping up with them, but I was trying, mm-hmm. and I, it it wrecked me for about a week. And I thought, okay, I've, I've got to I got to start a little slower, right? Swallow my ego again. Exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. CrossFit will definitely make you check your ego. That's for sure. Yeah, that'd be my biggest advice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and, I, and you know, I concur with that. I think the biggest thing is just making sure that you're paying attention to your movement, mm-hmm. and um, you, you know, like we have saying around here, it's like even the the best golfers in the world need a coach. You know, mm-hmm. they need to make sure that people are or at least they're aware of exactly what's going on you know you have pitchers that um you know they got a really nice overhead uh delivery you know mid-season maybe it's coming down a little bit now they're starting to challenge the shoulder a little mm-hmm. bit and 
it's imperceptible to those guys. And so having some folks, you know, really paying attention to it, um, you know, and proper rest too. I think that's one of the big ones that folks continue to push because mm-hmm. we all are competitive. And so we want to like, you know, if, if two's good, five's better right. uh, mentality and understanding that, you know, taking one step forward could potentially mean a step back if you're putting a little too much on top of it and just, just, paying attention and being smart about it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's one thing I've noticed this year since backing off from competition that it's okay. So I take a lot more rest than I ever was before. And sometimes you're better for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially now trying to more play that long game instead of trying to be at my peak every year in July, but I want to be as functional as I can later in life. So mm-hmm. you see that there's a lot of things you do when you're training for a competition that you are not necessarily the healthiest in the long run. Um, and most of us are not necessarily training for a competition. So it's hard t- when you see the games or you see the open and you want to be super competitive. Sometimes it's hard to take that step back and, yeah. Yeah. and think about, you know, what's going to be best for me in the long run. Every year after the games, I come back and I'm like, I'm feel like crap. Shape. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like crap. You're like, oh, man. This is not real. This is go, not only let's the go work out together. It's the fans. Oh, yeah. The fans in the stadium, they all have their shirts off. You're like, wow, that, that those people are shredded. And, the fittest fans on yeah. earth, that's for sure. <laughs> that, that, there you go. Yep, it is, definitely. Yeah. Um, is there one thing that you think would have a big impact on your health, but you have a hard time implementing? Sleep. Sleep. I don't sleep mm-hmm. anywhere near as much as I should. Yeah. I get up early to work out. I've got small children, okay. and so I want to be home at night and for dinner and everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I usually get up about 4.20, but I don't go to bed very early either. And I probably probably have a few too many glasses of wine and <laughs> beer and whiskey, um, <laughs> which doesn't help with the sleep. So I think if I could eliminate that and actually sleep better, I'd feel way better most of the time. Yeah. And I'd say sleep, you know, and diet, it's like I, I don't eat terribly, but I know, that, you know, knowing what I know, I should say, mm-hmm. um, there are things that I could release but you sure. know those are probably the biggest two but you know whenever you do eat much cleaner you feel so much better it's like why don't i do this all the time <laughs> right it's right. hard yeah. yes it's a slippery slope that's yeah. for sure and around here we have quite a few uh lunch meetings uh, you know or lunch interviews right. that we take folks out to right. eat so yeah social yeah. social gatherings are always difficult sometimes <laughs> to make those good decisions um okay and then last question is what does a healthy life look like to you Balance, um, moderate, I mean, yeah. Moderate. I mean, honestly, for me, like it, it's it's really balance. It's it, it's just taking it all in. I mean, I, you, we, uh, you know, we have people here, or just just any population that you look at. I mean, they we tend to go so far down one mm-hmm. aspect of the roads that we can take, you know. And if we just come back and balance it out a little bit, I think that's really kind of what it to me that's what it looks like. Because bottom line, it, it does boil down the the to quality of in. What is quality for you? For mm-hmm. me, and just kind of like what you just said a second ago, it's it's that long term. You're looking at okay, well, what do I want to be at 45? How do I want to feel mm-hmm. at 50? What do I want to be able to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that balance is where you're going to find it. Yeah, I agree completely. When one thing in your life gets out of balance, it affects everything else. So Absolutely. If you, can, if you can keep it balanced, that's awesome. <laughs> right, it's constant juggling act. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's totally always, a juggling. It's always act. a little bit out of balance, but you're striving for that perfect balance. Yeah. Very cool. Um, one more question I want to throw in there. Um, we talked a little bit about the relationship with CrossFit, but you also this year announced that you'll be treating any owners or trainers at CrossFit affiliates for free, which is a huge offering. Um, have you, has that program started yet and how is it going so far? Can you give us any updates on how that works? Yeah, it's actually started. I think we've already signed up over 300 boxes plus all their coaches as well. Okay. Um, the only problem is we, 
we had to hire two more people just to purely manage that relationship. Wow. And we're looking at hiring a couple more people just, just to manage the relationship and getting them scheduled. Mm-hmm. Um, it's worked out really well. The CrossFit boxes are really excited. Everyone we've talked to is just thinking this is the greatest thing ever. We've mm-hmm. got people coming from other states that we're not even in that are excited about it. Plus, um, at some of the regionals and at the games, we're going to offer treatment for those that are signed up in the affiliate program as well. Oh, great. So not only treating athletes at the games this year, but we're mm-hmm. going to be off on the, the vendor area. Oh, cool. Treating the CrossFit coaches. That's and, a great and idea. Yeah. Fantastic. And then that, I guess, as well as we're thinking about this sort of this big healthcare system, the CrossFit trainers are almost another referral base to say if the athlete comes to them saying, oh, my shoulder hurts or this hurts. Yeah then they can send a mirror way too. I think anyone in the body performance mm-hmm. industry behooves themselves to at least know about us because, mm-hmm. you know, you're working with injured folks, injured folks aren't coming. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's it, it's a natural fit for us. Right. And we all have the, now I forget what the quote is that you have on your wall um, when you walk in. I just took a picture of it, but it's basically, it says something about, Positive impact on the having the, yeah the positive impact on the patients. So at the end of the day, that's what we're all trying to do. No matter mm-hmm. whether you're you know working for Rossi, whether you're a physician, whether you're um, a CrossFit trainer, we're all trying to positively impact the lives of yeah yeah you know our clients or our patients. And those so. like-minded people in the world find each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons why this relationship is as strong as it is. And you know I think not only did we just have many folks that just love CrossFit in general. I think we respect the process. I think we understand the differences, the challenges. And like when we're out at the games or, you know, the uh, the regional events, we we know what the task is at hand. And so trying to make sure that we're trying to positively impact what we're doing right then and there, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's something that we get. We get it. And so I think that's why, you know, we're doing as well together as we are. Absolutely. Well, thank you both for sitting down with me. Um, I'm excited to hear, I was excited to hear more about about what you're all doing and I hope it continues to spread. And I think that it, it fills, definitely is myself, someone who's in medical school and hopefully going to be um, in a family practice. I think it fills a big hole that we've had for a long time um, in our healthcare system. And so hope that we see more yeah. of it. Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thanks, and good guys. luck next year in your finals and everything. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Dr. Garrett and Dr. Nickelberry as much as I did. To make sure you never miss an episode and to receive exclusive content from me, head over to my website, juliefouché.com, and subscribe to my email list. Also, don't forget to share your stories. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please email me at info at I'll choose some of these inspiring stories to share here on the podcast in future episodes. Also, if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and consider giving the podcast a five-star rating on iTunes. I always love hearing your feedback, so please leave comments under this post on my website and share your thoughts on social media with hashtag JFHealth. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Pursuing Health. Mm-hmm.